What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Rich of the Exposed Podcast, and this is episode number six. And I have a very special guest with me here. This is Mr. Repsion, who is interesting for a few reasons. One, I think he inadvertently, like, his channel re-blew up for a reason that he was the pioneer of, which we'll talk about in a minute. I could say he's the pioneer. He won't openly say that himself. <laughs> and two, there's a two other things. One, you were a completely different dude when you first started doing this. Like, I'll Absolutely. let him tell you. Like, <laughs> not even, and you have basically the same beliefs as me now, too. And two, you kind of started doing YouTube the full full time the same time I did. It did was, we? We kind of sort of, it was like 2013 when you started full-timing it, right? Yeah, Around, it, was, it was 2012, 2013. That was me too. And, and you kind of got frustrated at the same time as me too. I, because I'm more of a tech channel, I, I could have stuck to it. I just had to change my ways a little bit. But you you were frustrated with it, which is understandable, which we'll talk about in a minute. I remember a lot of your old content, though. You would talk about video games and stuff and like news stuff all the time. I and, and I would talk about politics too and swear like a fucking sailor and then and my videos would get demonetized. <laughs> as soon as 2017 hit, I literally, every single video I made. No, mine got, too. Mine too. Like literally every single one. And I have a lot. I have almost, I think, 1,500 videos now. So holy like, shit. I'm at, I can't, I couldn't, there's still videos that I haven't even ever submitted for months because I just, too, there's too many. I can't, I'm not going through like 150, 200 pages of YouTube videos of mine to you, manually. It, and you know how this shit is each too. One. Like you go th- like after the video dies anyway. It's it, there's I'll have a video that's been up for 48 hours and then YouTube approves it. And I'm like, "Oh great, so now it'll get like three monetized views." So what the hell's even the point? Yeah, I've I've recently though, a lot of my videos have actually been monetized. I've been really going out of my way to like to phrase basically say the same thing that I want to say but just phrase it in a different way that's really really you know watered down it's <laughs> in such a pathetic a pain. way Dude, <laughs> but it's been working like I've been getting stuff monetized recently um but it's it's a chore and then I, I when I upload it I have to wait it's about three days after I upload it before it will it will get reviewed and it, most of the time at least like the last few months it will get monetized which is I've been thankful for, but yeah, a lot of other really stuff low. isn't. It's a cra- these po- these podcasts have been a crapshoot. I think every one of them has at least been temporarily demonetized. The one I did yesterday was demonetized. It's a pain in the ass. Like I can't even talk about the beer named virus in another country that I can't even say. <laughs> I literally went been, really. You can't even talk about that because I've been wanting, I've been thinking about making a video on it. Can't I? And I talked. I went to my network and they talked directly to a rep. The rep said, nope, right up right, right from YouTube is like, if you even talk, hey, your video will be, dem- every video will be, and it will be manually demonetized too. You can't talk about it. They're so afraid that someone will do like some Alex Jones conspiracy shit that they don't even want to even look manually at it. Huh? They're that I'll afraid to, of a PR I'll, I'll, disaster. I'll, I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to try that then because I'm actually, I want to upload a video on the, the virus thing, like an educational video. Like that's, that's the. the for people to help people understand like how it works and transfers and stuff like that. But if YouTube's doing that, that's kind of counterproductive. And it came right from them. Like, it's not like it was like, Oh, someone said it and it like, they said right to my rap. No, we're not any, anything to do with that. We're not going to monetize. That's, that's crazy. You know, funny thing. I had a, a conversation with a Google, an actual Google employee a couple weeks ago 
uh, and they called me and they're like, because you know how YouTube um, implemented their new um, policy changes, so no bullying or harassment. You can't like call somebody a name or make fun of them. Like you know, you know they changed their, their rules and stuff. Uh, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Year. Yes. Yeah. Um. And it's real. It's really specific. Like you can't call somebody a name or something, and that's considered bullying. But whatever. Uh, they contacted me and they're like, "Hey, we would like to co- talk to you." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, so they called me. Wait a second. YouTube on- themselves like said they yes, wanted. It was an office of people. This was literally three week, two to three weeks ago, and I was talking to them on the phone. And they asked me. They're like, "Hey, uh, we've been watching your channel. It's been growing a lot. It's been getting a lot more views. Uh, we noticed that you've been making content on Onision, and that's it's really blowing up." And I'm like, "Yeah, um, it has been." Um, because this guy is really unhinged on your platform and has done a lot of bad things. And they're like, well, as you well know, we've changed our rules and regulations so we don't allow user-on-user harassment. I'm like, yeah, um, I'm aware of that. I'm like, what are are you trying to say? And they they specifically emphasize, and I'm not even supposed to be saying this, but I don't give a shit anymore. Um, I wish I had recorded it because it it would go viral. It would honestly go viral. They said that my merch store because I have a Teespring merch store that's linked to my YouTube channel that appears under yeah, my I stuff. Yeah, I see it. I see it, yeah. Um, it was called Onion Slayer. That was, the, that was what my shirt brand was called. And it's, it's a pumpkin being split in half by a Transformer. The Transformer's me. Like, I'm like a robot doing a karate kick. It's metaphorical, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is metaphorical. Um, and they said, well, we're going to disable your merch store, like completely cut off it, unless you change... Uh, the shirt, like it's it, your shirt is promoting user on user harassment. Now there was no n- mention of his name Onision. It was called the Onion Slayer, and I'm like, you realize it's people call him Onion Boy, right? And it's actually a pumpkin. It's not an onion. Like you realize that, right? And they're like, yeah, but it's it's inciting user on user harassment. And if you don't change it, we're gonna have to terminate your merch store. And I've actually had a lot of people buy my merch. Surprisingly enough, um, I never wanted to make merch to begin with, but people were. I still, me to I do still it. don't, but I should. I know, I know. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of merch, but whatever. I, I, th- I gave what people wanted. So I if think it's it feels income. Why not? You know. <laughs> I think it feels pretentious. That's how I feel. Like, and I've done it a couple times before. And the people who designed it for me was terrible. That's a different story. But I just feel like I'm being like, hey, but walk around with me on your on your shirt. Like, I don't know. It, it's but anyway. But yeah, they and. I, I'm like, first of all, I'm not removing my merch store. I'm like, I'm not going to remove the shirt and design because the one I paid $400 for this design. And it's really well done by this artist who makes like ADS horror art. And uh, yeah, it looks awesome. I basically it. said, this is what I'll do. I'll change the name to vegetable slayer instead of onion slayer. Since apparently referencing him as onion is a problem and promotes user-on-user harassment, wow. I'll change the name for you guys. But I said, I'm not removing the merch store. And I told them, if you, if you delete my merch store because of a design that I paid for, even though it's, it's, it's in reference to Onision, but it, it, there's, nothing, there's nothing, his name isn't used on there, there's no text or anything. It's just a guy cutting a pumpkin who's a robot. I will make a video about you guys. Like, I will literally make a video, like, you guys will... The, the backlash you're going to receive from that is going to be huge. And it would be. Absolutely, and of I, course. I got them to settle, and they're like, okay, you know what? You can just change the name, and we'd be happy with that. And that was the conversation. And that was that. So they literally called me up to complain about my merch store 
because it, ha- it had a, the reference of Onion Slayer, Onision Slayer, basically. Why did that was you, all fan made? Why was you? I was like, you've got to be shitting me! I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it blows me. Why are they almost like protective of Onision? I, I mean, obviously his his channels are demonetized, or I know he still has at least last time I checked, you could get a membership. But you would think with all that they've deleted channels for way less. Why is he still? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how some of his content like hasn't been like flagged for bullying because I've already seen content removed for bullying and harassment on YouTube. Like, you know, iDubs, for example, like his videos have already been removed. Like, why hasn't any of Onision's content been physically removed from YouTube that violate these supposedly new rules? I don't know. I don't get it. He's had video- no one really has answers. He's had videos where he's literally sitting there, ju- like girls of various ages, and some of them have been underage or close to it. You've brought it up before, where he's like judging their appearance and like he's yeah, rating their body, rating their appearance. rating their that like that has to be in some way, shape, or form against some kind of TOS. And even if it's not, you know, another channel, they would have taken it down. You know, I almost think, and I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here for a second that. Maybe he has like an in there that he's getting covered because I just can't like if I did that shit, I I would be destroyed. Well, from what I understand, one of the reasons he gets away with like the, for example, the copyright stuff, uh, copywriting people's content is apparently he has his music sent under what's called a music label channel. Now, if you have a music channel on YouTube that's specific, it's it's a different type of layout and like how it works in the YouTube creator settings. I don't know because I don't obviously don't have one. But apparently it gives you a lot more flexibility and a lot more control over content that people re-upload and post. And, like, music channels aren't really punished for falsely striking content. Not at at all. all. Not at all. It's very clear. Like, look at Viacom. Look at all these other companies that can strike people's content. Warner Brothers just referencing, showing a photo. You know, Disney took all the Star Wars stuff down just for putting a photo of, like, a lightsaber, you know, when uh, Ray's yellow lightsaber was leaked. Like, Videos just got struck down, struck down. So when it comes to like music channels or studios, they're untouchable. They they literally are, which yeah, is bullshit because I, it's I fair believe use. his channel is definitely a music channel. That's the only re- logical explanation of how he's able to content strike so many people and not have his channel terminated. But wouldn't that he's not obviously a music channel? So wouldn't that be violated? Like if I put. No, no, he he's on his main channel. He has a bunch of music that he's done. It's horrible anime stuff, um, but it uh, he sells stuff on iTunes. It's on iTunes. It's on. Oh, like, I didn't know that about stuff. him. Yeah, so that's where I think it. His cha- well, his channel did start off with a music video, the banana song. Like that's that was his origin. I he know was, that was one of his biggest on, videos. That was his. Yeah, like, one he was of his featured first? on Tosh. He was featured on television. Um, and that's what really got him to fame to begin with and get an audience was the banana song. And he was part of the clickbait era, too. He was, yes. he was part yeah. of the Tobuscus and where you could become a millionaire. And, and if you had the right misleading title with and you, that was before YouTube. That's when YouTube counted just a click as a view. Mm-hmm. Any click. Yep. Didn't matter if they, then people would click off the video like, oh, this is bullshit. I'm not this is not what I wanted to see. Those days are long gone. That's why people like Tobuscus now and other things, too, are irrelevant. But we'll get more into Onision later because there's plenty to talk about. And that's honestly not the main reason that you're here. That's you. If you want to go see a whole bunch of stuff about Onision, you go to Mr. Repsion's channel. You could go see Chris Hansen is destroying him right now. But we'll get into that, too. You used to be 
very religious when you were younger. How old are you now, by the way? I am 28 years old. Oh, my God. You're a decade younger than me. I'm old as fuck. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a 28. When you started YouTube, when did you start YouTube? 08? Uh, technically 07. Holy shit. Yeah, so you technically were... 07. So I had the channel. I had my original channel until 2009. I deleted it and then started a new channel in 2009. But yeah, I've been on YouTube very long. I'm. It's to the point of where like I remember all of the, the five star bars ratings. I remember all of the the layout back when uh, it was like the resolution was 640. I think it was like every video was 640. Not even. Resolution. I don't think. I don't even think it was like 240 or something or not something ridiculous uh, like, three, like that. 360p was like the standard resolution to watch on YouTube. That was normal. Like that like one of the pixels was like the size of my fucking thumb. I it, it was dude, you're on YouTube longer than me then. I did one video where I just captured gameplay footage back in 07. So even though I'm an older fuck than you, you started way you were on here before I was. That's crazy. Yeah, and my my original channel, I had H I had my brother do HTML. That's back when you could do HTML like designing on the your layout. It was I almost kind of like a, your your profile, YouTube profile was almost like a MySpace page. Literally. Like you could I remember. see people, there was a friends list thing, like people you've added as friends, uh your connections. It was almost identical to MySpace, actually, YouTube, like your YouTube profile itself. And you could see your videos and uploads and stuff. It was it was a pretty cool time back then. It was, and you could like you could um do reply videos or reaction videos to yeah. Other there was videos. a whole bar under every video. There was a, what's called response bar. You press a little button, do a reply, and then that video would pop up. And I always loved that feature. I wish they still had that feature, but apparently they got rid of it because people didn't use it enough. But that's all I ever used. That's how people saw my content was by responding to it. There was some, according to them, it was some super ridiculously low percentage of people that used it, which if that's actually true, that's fine. I actually thought it was cool, but I would notice if I replied to somebody, I would get like three views on my video. So they were probably right. But you were, and I'll let you talk about this. You were super religious. It was, you were a Christian, right? Yes. Uh, So I grew up in a Southern Baptist, fundamentalist Southern Baptist. Oh, shit church uh which baptists are i think one of the worst christian denominations one of the worst uh so i grew up in an environment where like honestly a a woman's ankle was too much skin like really 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 restricted and really really repressed um and it definitely affected my childhood and like my social development uh because i still feel like as 28 i'm still like uh, because i i i pretty much left religion i was like 18 19 then I moved out on my own by 21. So I've only been like on my own for like seven years now. And I feel like having transitioned completely out of that environment and the people and the church and my family, it's, I'm still socially stunted. Like I, I there's, there's bands and people reference video of movies and bands that I haven't, I was never allowed to watch or see. Like I only just recently watched Gruntil, uh, or Matilda Disney film Matilda that was in the nineties. I wasn't allowed to watch that because I had woman had special powers or whatever. Uh, just crazy stuff like that. I was never allowed to watch Harry Potter. I was I didn't see Harry Potter until I was in my twenties. Um, I didn't lose my virginity until I was twenty one. Like everything was just so slow and like set back really? due to my upbringing. And I, I I tell people this, and people some people have a hard time believing. It. It's like was it really that bad? And it's like yeah, it was. It was really that bad. Like my entire curriculum, all my because I was homeschooled too. Oh my, uh, my god! So you were really, 
You were all really... Christian based. Wow. My my history, my science book was like creationism, um, all that stuff. The Bible. Uh, my history was like historical figures, but with like a biblical narrative on like oh, those no. pe- these people were Christians. The pilgrims were Christians. <laughs> they spread Christianity to natives, like just completely backwards everything. So you were like completely uh, in a bubble. You you everything like no, you didn't. Absolutely. You were whole- I was in a, an echo chamber. Um, I came to YouTube with the intent to share Jesus Christ, like to 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 share like the gospel of Jesus. Like I wanted to witness to people because I was really a passionate Christian. I remember I, seeing I those loved videos, sharing what I believed in my my faith and all that stuff. And there's a couple still on my channel where I talk about that and my faith and relationship with Jesus and all that stuff. And one of the channels that I came across, and I don't really watch him much anymore, and we're not we don't really talk, or we're not really friends. But one of the channels I came across was um, the Amazing Atheist. And he made a lot of critical videos on religion at the time. And I just kind of fell into this whole, I guess there was like, there's a, there was a YouTube community, atheist community. And I got sucked into that. And th- that, that community still exists here on YouTube. It's just, it's not popular anymore. Uh, hardly anybody tunes in with it. It's just, a, it's kind of a dying area of the YouTube is anti-religious videos. Um, but yeah, Amazing Atheist got me into watching videos critical of my religion it was at that point that I really started questioning stuff. I mean, I always questioned stuff as a kid. Uh, one of the problems that I had growing up is that even though I, when I attended the, the church that I did, Southern Baptist, I was really critical and I would always ask questions. And that questions, those questions always got me in trouble with like people in the church um, because I was doubting my faith or whatever. But it really wasn't that extreme. I was a theistic evolutionist. Like I, I believed in theistic evolution, which basically says God used evolution to you know start everything. Because evolution's pretty scientifically based, you know, and people hated me for that. People, I got outcasted in my own church because I believed in the theistic evolutionary creation versus a twelve-day or ten-day creation out of the Bible. So it was childhood was not fun. Sure. And my dad was always really black and white. My dad was an asshole, extremely verbally abusive, um, just really, really bad. Uh, which is funny now because now I have a great relationship with my dad and he had two strokes and he had permanent brain damage and now his personality is completely switched. So <laughs> kind of a strange blessing in disguise. I mean, it's, it's sad that that happened. Disguise, absolutely. Yeah. He's a very nice man now. So, so when you fr- like, how did you approach your family and say, you know, I'm, I'm out well, of this mindset. That's what got me kicked out of the house was actually the content that I started publishing on my YouTube channel because my mom was always invested. My mom was a sweet lady, always invested in my interest and what I wanted to do. And when my dad found out that I was uploading videos that were critical of Christianity on my channel, um, he lost it. Like He was like, I can't believe I have a son who's making content and posting it online that is contrary to like what we believe in our family. I don't want you living here anymore. Uh, my mom would also have Bible studies at her house, and because I'm a really angry gamer when I play games, you'd hear words like, fuck, really, really loud when she's <laughs> having a Bible study in literally the other room. And it got to the point where, like, she was embarrassed that her son was, like, screaming profanities, playing video games when she's trying to have a Bible study. <laughs> um, but that was the main thrust of me getting kicked out to begin with is because of my videos that were critiquing Christianity and religion as a whole. Um, was my dad basically said I had six months to leave. So I got kicked, kicked out of the house. I only had about $6,000 saved up to my name. I got into a low income apartment. 
Uh, and that's when that was around 2012, 2013. And that's just when I really put all of my energy into YouTube, all of it, like full time. And what, um, so you still, yeah, that's when I started YouTube full time as well. Like how, how was YouTube for you when you first started doing it full time? Was it a good experience or was it shitty or like, cause I, I have it was, interesting. It was, it was shitty. Um, because I didn't really know what I was doing and I had, when I, when I started it and I started doing full time, I really wanted to be validated and stuff. Um, one second, my dog. Out. Out. No, if she's in here, she will bark. Oh, this is this is this is podcast gold. It's okay. (laughs) Sorry, dude. I have animals too. It's fine. I didn't shut the door hard enough. No, my dog will just like randomly bark, and then it will scare the shit out of me. Um. Okay, what was I saying? I've completely lost my train of thought. When we started full YouTube full time, you said it was a pretty shitty experience. Oh yeah. So I had a. I think a lot of people deal with this, but I, I really wanted to be, I wanted my opinions and like beliefs and worldviews to be validated. Cause I remember I just, I had come out of Christianity just around that same time too. So like every, all these new opinions and perspectives around the, about the world are all new to me and I'm trying to be open to everything. And it was overwhelming to the point where I felt like I needed to constantly please my audience with pushing out content on like a day-to-day basis, like constantly which led into one of my actual little drama scandals is I actually stole somebody else's video and passed it on as my own. I literally copied them. Yeah. I, I plagiarized somebody's content and I passed it as my own because I was so desperate to push out content on a day to day basis that I just was like, you know what? I, I don't care what I'll do anything just to get content out there. But to my own detriment, it, it backfired on me obviously. And I stole somebody's work without crediting them. And presented it as my own. It's a really shitty thing I did, but it was something that I, I just felt so pressured and I wanted to please people so badly that it resulted in me doing something shitty like that. Uh, and it, it took it took a lot of time for me to figure out like why am I so why do I want these random people's opinions of of my own opinions and beliefs to be validated so much, you know? Because originally I used YouTube as an outlet to express myself. That's why I came to YouTube was to express my faith and religion and relationship with Jesus. Because I didn't have any outlet to express that. And then I completely got persuaded and then I switched over to becoming not a Christian anymore. Which just shook everything that I once knew. Yeah, I mean you grew up literally in a bubble of fundamental christianity and how yeah and it is fun and i'm not i I don't care if people are christians or religious at all as long as you don't use your religion in any way to like hurt people discriminate against people believe what you want you know that's my view now now does i mean obviously you say you have a good relationship with your dad now but what about do you have any siblings or anything are you close with them i have a i have a sister and a brother and i have two two nephews that are my sister's kids uh, my relationship with my sister is, as of like last year, way better. Uh, I had a really disgruntled childhood with her. Like we were always at odds. We hated each other. Um, I would call her. Well, this is right when I was actually like transitioning out of religion. I would call her like a dirty cunt, like horrible, horrible, oh horrible things. Like I was, I'm talking. I was an angry dude, man. Like angry, angry, transitioning out of religion. I was just a horrible person 
to my family and they were also horrible to me like it was a it was a it was a reciprocating thing because i was the kid who didn't believe anything they did so i was kind of like always the enemy except for my mom my mom's been the sweetest person throughout my whole life um but my my relationship with my sister is completely healed now and fixed and that was my own doing so i was like you know what i i did some shitty things and said some shitty things to you and she did to me and we both apologized and now we're now we're night close and knit and fixed my brother, I've always had a close relationship with him. He got married uh, a couple years ago to another YouTuber. You may know her, Erica Griffith, the tech channel. Erica, yeah, 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 yeah. Your, bro- yeah, your, brother, your brother's, brother's married her? Yeah. My brother, <laughs> it's a small world. I, I, it's kind of crazy. I was shocked that my, when my brother said he was dating another YouTuber. I was like, what? What, like, what do you mean you're dating a YouTuber? Like, let me know. Let me see this. And <laughs> yeah, sure. The phone reviewer. I watch your stuff. Yeah. I know who she yeah. is. Yeah, Holy they live shit. in Washington State. She's married to my brother. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. That's insane. So, so you, things are better with now. Is your mom st- is still alive? I heard you prefer. Yeah, refer- my mom. My mom. Okay. My mom's okay. okay. Good. Um, my dad had was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer uh, two years ago. Oh. Okay. Um, and he came out of remission just about eight months ago, and he's all gone. Um, he had some the 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 cancer was very specific. Um, that they had to perform what's called a Whipple surgery, which is an extremely dangerous and high-risk surgery. Basically, like they have to t- cut out part of your intestine where the cancer is, and then they fix it up and then put like a metal grate in your stomach. So my dad's digestive oh my system is like wonky. Um, but he's alive, and he's healed, and he gets checked every, I think, two or three months. And so far, it hasn't come back. Oh, good. Um, That's awesome. But he, he would have he would, it it turned into pa- stage four had... Um, so because it was in the cancer was in his intestine, uh, part of his pancreas and intestine, um, it blocked one of his ports to his like body, which basically made his skin turn orange. And that's when we found out because it blocked uh, like some sort of duct in his body from certain things getting, you know, I, I don't know. Processed, the yeah, probably go process into yeah. his body. But basically his skin went from white to orange and we're like, whoa, what's wrong? took him they found out oh my gosh he has cancer now if that had if that if it hadn't blocked that area of his body he would have been diagnosed with stage four in like a month and a half later like that's how serious and fast that would have worked and he would have been dead and yeah at most points it's it's a miracle at that point that it it affected in such a specific part of his body to where it changed his skin color to where we knew something was wrong he got lucky Um, in a weird way then he got very yeah, lucky because very most, lucky. most people get diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. It's the chances are very low. So mm-hmm. that's incredible. You brought up something I didn't even, I totally wasn't even thinking of asking you, but since you brought it up because you, you brought up your sister didn't you, and it reminds me of a video you made on Keemstar. What the hell uh, happened yes. between you and Keemstar? <laughs> I didn't even think it. That wasn't even in my thought to ask no, you. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so, okay. So. Keemstar can be really entertaining. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I agree too. I've had my differences it, with him too. And people think when I say that I'm kissing his ass, but I'm not. I, the guy is talented. And there's no other way about um, it. But what happened with Keemstar is, do you remember the whole daddy of five stuff? Were yes, ever- yes. I, I didn't. I don't know if I talked about it on my YouTube. I know what happened where he basically exploited his kids to do sensational shit and then end up backfiring on him in long story yeah, so short. Yeah, so my first interaction with Keemstar was on a live stream that I did with him, and we were arguing back and forth. Oh, um, sounds and familiar. Obviously, he was, he, he was like, Daddy of five, it's all fake, it's not real, blah, 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 and everybody started arguing and stuff. 
Um, but it was after that interaction that um, he uploaded a Twitter video talking about Total Biscuit, the YouTuber who passed away from I colon cancer. I remember this, yes. It was colon cancer. Yes, it was colon cancer, and it came and, back and to... he was one of my favorite YouTubers, mind you. So <laughs> Keemstar basically made a Twitter video saying, ha-ha, I can't write to report your death because Total Biscuit said that you're like not a... He's, Basically insulted Keemstar. Keemstar got offended because yeah, you're not news. I remember a drama. You're not a you're not a news channel. You're not news. Keemstar and he blocked mad. Him. Yep. And he's like, can't wait to report your death. Blah ha 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 ha. And I got angry. That's pure like anger rage. Because well, that's my favorite creators. That's a I think that's a horrible thing to say to somebody. To anybody, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it to anybody even if I hated. Yeah, them. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. But I was mad, so I I responded to his video and I'm like, and I'm paraphrasing. And I guarantee you he has the original tweet. So, uh, But it, I'm paraphrasing. I said something to the liking of, if only you would give your daughter a bit more attention, she may not grow up to be a prostitute. Oh, that was wrong. <laughs> oh. It was a poor taste joke. It was a joke. I know I used this, I used this kid. I, I shouldn't have done that. And I, I've already apologized to him. I, I saw your video. apology video. I saw your meant apo- nothing. He doesn't give a shit. He thinks it's shit. Thinks I'm lying. Whatever. It's it's whatever like um, there's no there's no appeasing the man the guy has a grudge the guy can't move on past grudges that much is clear um outside of that there's really i don't have anything against keemstar per se other than me disagreeing on things but ever since that tweet that i made about him not giving his daughter enough attention that her future may be a hooker or a prostitute um he's just hated me since so i i, I understand but I think it's also I, like that was five, six years ago almost. Like, like let's move on. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm, I'm not out to fucking just, uh, to do that. I'm not, I would never do that now. I, me I've either. Grown and, and again, I apologize for it, but it didn't do anything to him because he doesn't take apologies. So. I, I think part of it, and from what I've heard too, I don't know the guy personally, and this is speculation to me. He may actually hold grudges, but that's part of his business model is that. The drama brings people back to him. So even he may actually think you're a cool dude and he may actually like me too, but to have the outward, okay, these people are my enemies works for him. And yeah, it, it's possible. That could be. And I, it does. It works. Out, but yeah, it does. Death for sure. I can, I can understand that if that's a real thing, but if that's true, then I just, I find that kind of shitty. <laughs> it's like you can have, you can be friends with people, man you disagree with it's not that bad i i've people like look i know keemstar and they they say to me like he's not actually like that it's just his persona he puts on because it makes him a lot of money and let's keep it real it does his whole his whole thing with me was two things one he back when i was getting trolled real fucking hard on this which was mostly my own fault because i'm an idiot and i couldn't keep my mouth shut back then and i almost became the second wings of redemption um, I'm just I'm keeping, working on a video on him, by the way. Are you really? Oh, it's, yes, he, I am. <laughs> he hates. He hate all I did. Wings, if you watch this, all my video do, was was saying that you should do things to help yourself, and he blocked me and said I'm irrelevant and my YouTube channel sucks. But anyway, back when I <laughs> back when I was almost becoming him because I couldn't not you know feed a troll. Keemstar had me on drama alert. And he, the, everyone supposedly thought it was the, um, what the hell was the name of that? Lizard Squad. Lizard Squad that was going after me. And mm-hmm. I wanted to prove 
like, look, it really was. So I mirrored Keemstar's video and I downloaded it, copied it and put it on my own channel. And he got pissed off at that, which he should have. I, it was, I was just desperate. Like, look, look, I was, I'm in drama alert and I re-uploaded the video to my channel and monetized it too, which was douchey to do. And, you know, I wouldn't have done that now. 2020 rich knows better. But also yeah. the thing that he got salty about too was there was a debate that him and I had where I was doing a Patreon. Like I put up a post where I was going to have a Patreon at the time, like two seconds later. And he was following me on Twitter at that point. He puts up, why does a guy who's making X, Y, Z a month need a Patreon? And I called him out and said, look, you you have you you're a, you have live streams and you get a bunch of donations and which I don't care about and I say that to this day if you're a millionaire and you do live streams like I know that Ninja gets do- donations when he does on Mixer who gives a shit if people want to do it because they enjoy his content they enjoy his content but I had a debate with him because he thought that I shouldn't have had a Patreon and I proved like look you're doing this you're getting crowdfunding through your live streams and we people know you're wealthy what's the difference and people most people concur that I won that debate and that kind of. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry, but like I don't, I get really pissed off when people are like, why you, you make such amount on YouTube. First of all, I've never disclosed how much I make and a lot of my contents demonetized. That's why I have, oh, especially I've been yours. Sponsors. I've been, uh, that's why I've been giving sponsors is because the sponsors want to actually promote my channel because they've, they're seeing how high of views my videos have been getting recently and they have been getting high views. Yeah, I don't need to just talk about Onision. I made a Jay Station Files video yesterday. It's almost 250,000 views. Like, I don't have to talk about Onision to like get views. It's not something that I have to do. Um, but these people literally seem to think that because I make content on YouTube and they think that I'm making a, a particular amount of money, I'm not entitled to make a Patreon. Like, I don't, I don't understand why people are so against people having support or crowdfunding things. I I've don't get it either. For like three years now. And I've never, I think at one point I made over a thousand dollars a month for like two months, but I've never made tons and tons and tons of money off of it. I think it's at like 600, 700 right now. Um, and it's just a, it's a personal way for people to get in contact with me and interact with me. What's wrong with that? I, I who don't cares? Care. When who I, cares if I make $700 a month, but by people who want to give me money, so I will email them where I'll have a discord, discord call with them like this and talk to them. Who cares? Why who, does it matter? Yeah. Who cares? I'm a bad making, person for wanting money. I don't get I want, it. Everybody wants money. You and I create videos in with the intention to get views. Those views can equal money. That's why I go out of my way to try to get my content monetized because it's it's do I want to make an extra couple hundred dollars or would I just rather put two hours, three hours into a video and make nothing? I'm going to choose. I want to make a couple hundred dollars. Why not? Yeah, I don't understand why. And the but thing- you already have you already make money or you already have a real job outside YouTube. Why does that matter? That's there's no argument. Why does that matter? Why is that important? And it's who cares if I have a job outside of YouTube? And what pisses me off? It's such a different standard with creators too and i know people are gonna be like richard you're doing pulling the woe is me card i'm not i'm doing okay but like i always use howard stern as an example a guy's worth over half a billion dollars over 650 million dollars in the same way like you signing up for a sirius x let's keep it real the only reason sirius xm is still in business is because of howard stern you're supporting a guy who's already close to being a billionaire it's the same thing but you it doesn't matter because you like his content you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's the same with a content creator. Like, Ninja's worth millions of dollars. Should he turn off donations on Mixer? 
You know what I mean? No, of course not. Of course not. People want to send him a message. They want to say things to him. They want to say thank you for making entertaining content. I don't understand people why. People know Ninja's a millionaire, and yet they still give him money. Why does it matter? Because the people, it, it does. It, there's a different standard. It doesn't, people, it doesn't matter, though. That's the thing. It doesn't. They try to make it think it matters, but it doesn't. It, people are just mad. And I hate I hate using the term, like, jealousy, people being jealous, but like that's all I can really come to a conclusion on. People don't, don't like other people who already have money getting more money. I, don't. I guess so. And I also think it's a disconnect where people don't, understand how this works they still think that there's still people who think people get annoyed when i have an ad in my video oh i paid for youtube red for it like but yeah okay you pay for youtube red but if this video gets demonetized which a lot of i would say 40 percent of the time i don't want to exaggerate there's a chance that it will it's because of that sponsor that i could still do this and you're obviously mm-hmm. watching my content you like it or not whether you think it's good or not is your choice but you're watching it so if you want to watch it, that's the reason that it's happening. I, I don't understand why that's such a big deal. But point being, we got way off on Ke- Keemstar was pissed off or because I called him out because I'm like, dude, what's the difference with what you're doing? And ever since then, like he and I've actually apologized to him for mistakes I've made in the past before. And he said when I have I was in a remember Andy Worski. Oh, yeah. Best to stay away from that crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. I got suckered into it a couple streams, so I guess. Yes, to. I did, too. Well, I go into fucking work one day. Not, just you got, you got me on a tangent now, but then anyway. And his first thing I pull up is Review Tech USA and BetterHelp. You see like him live streaming. and I'm like, what the fuck is this about? So I went on there, and Keemstar was on there. And uh, he... What, what the, I apologized to him for certain things I did in the past before he just said I was cloud chasing. Then he made me show my, my flag history, which didn't have anything bad in it. And then he was pissed off. It had nothing bad in it. And then now he hates me even more. <laughs> so anyway, he may be on this podcast, but this is, this isn't a show about me. I don't know why I went on a tangent. Now let's have fun. Talk about your history with Anision and how first I will say this now. I think I said this at the beginning of the podcast. He can't say it, but I could say it for him. He's the pioneer of exposing Anision. Period. There's no he didn't do it to clout chase. He didn't do it to jump on it. Like people jumped on what he what what Mr. Repsy or Daniel was doing to get on board with it. How did he get on you? Because you went after him when he was still popular. When did it start? Uh, 2011, it was, he uploaded that video with his Shiloh, the seizure. And I actually, I, so I found out who Onision was through the Amazing Atheist because the Amazing Atheist uploaded a video about Onision on the seizure video that he was recording her having a seizure. And I was like, this is really weird. So then I watched it and I'm like, this is disturbing. Like I watched it and I remember I was still a Christian then. I was in like the video, my first video on Onision still up there. I had my emo hair and all my comic books on the, the, plastic tic-tac to the wall and i'm like this is so disturbing i don't understand why would you record somebody having a seizure like, why yeah what the fuck is that about attention why it's 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 bizarre behavior it's not normal and it was that video that really got me invested in just following him online and as i followed him online he would do more and more and more problematic weird bizarre things and i just would cover those things then he started making, you know, those videos on like veganism and like calling people horrible names because they don't think the same way he does. Onision is the most black and white individual I've ever seen. Way worse than my dad. Like 
just ter- just black and white. It's this way or this way. And if you think anything out differently than that, fuck you. That's literally how he operates, how he thinks, and still does to this very day. Which I've learned through life experience. When someone's like that and they're that judgmental and they're black and white, usually means they have a lot of skeletons in their closet. But continue, mm-hmm. sorry. Exactly. No, absolutely. Uh, and then I just I kept making videos. So over the course of 2011 to 2020, I've made a total of people exaggerate this number, but I've made a total of, I think 55 videos over the course of like almost what seven eight years. And I, I don't think that's that much. No, you some have people say that's obsessive, but it really isn't that much. I mean, 2019, I made a lot more videos on Onision than I ever have before, but they're all individually reasons. different. Every single one of those videos that I've made on him is completely a different topic, a different subject, and dealing with him in a different way. And it's usually, it's always based on something. Like I don't, my Onision content isn't repetitive. I'm not repeating things. I only come out with new information and new things that he does and new things he says. I've always been that way. Which is always something and just, stupid and ridiculous. Yeah. And that's why people tune into it because it's, it's never, it's never the same thing. Um, and you get a lot of channels now just kind of regurgitating the same thing that I've been doing and creating content on for years. Uh, and I don't have a problem with that. I understand he's a popular thing to talk about. So I get it. It's no, but. Yeah, this I think it was it was 2020 is where everything. So like I I made a tweet in to, end of I think it was December. I was like, you know what, 2020 is going to be a, a a year of like I really don't want to cover Onision anymore. I, I'm going to take a break, and I've done that. So I think it was 2015. I took a almost three year break from talking about Greg at all. Like literally, there's a point on my channel where I didn't talk about him. I didn't make any videos about him. I just stopped and focused on other content. And then 2018 hits. A uh, whole wetland scandal happens. Destroyed <laughs> wetlands. Videos that were great, yeah. All that stuff, and I'm like, you know what? This is I'm this is I'm going to respond to this for the lulzy. I made my wetland video, which this that was a complete mistake. Like, I just wanted to kind of I I made that as like a a lull video, like just kind of this is entertainment. Let's just kind of shit on this idiot who's pushing wetlands with a bulldozer in a lake, and he's all the while denying that he didn't do that. And there's video footage of him doing it. It was just funny to me. How did you and get count- that? How did you get like a neighbor? A neighbor recorded it. A neighbor recorded it and then filed it to the county to report him for the destruction of wetlands. So the destruction of wetlands all started from his neighbor, literally recording him and then filed a report and like, hey, you better check this guy out because he's pushing his beautiful backyard into the wetlands and making it into a muck. It's all muddy and disgusting. Like his backyard is beautiful, mind you. And then he just destroyed it. Now, is this the uh, backyard that where he's at now, where Chris yes, Hansen yes. is? He still has that yes, house. That, yeah, oh. same house, same backyard, same everything. Um, but I wanted to, rec- I wanted to cover that and just kind of sh- make fun of him. And that video ended up going viral with almost a, like 1.8 million views, I think. And it, it blew up. Like it actually blew up. I'm like, whoa! I haven't had a video hit a million views in like six years. Like it, it's been that long. My channel was to get barely bringing in 10,000 views per video at that point i was just doing it for fun and it that video blew up got me a bunch of influx of new subscribers i'm like okay clearly there's still demand here for me to talk about this and then more stuff happened more stuff happened like which i was more about, stuff happened like and then more stuff happened so much so much and i was like you know what i'm just gonna keep covering this and video the videos were garnering even even demonetize it's crazy i have a couple de- had a lot of my Onision stuff demonetized, and even though it was demonetized, still happened to hit over a half a million views. 
I don't know how that's even possible because I know how much demonetized content usually doesn't get pushed viewed, out of the but, algorithm. Yeah. But somehow it, it did. Um, so now it's almost like any, only any Onision video I make is, is going to guarantee at least 400 to 500,000 views guaranteed. Even if, even if I'm just like just shitting on him and saying nothing relevant or new, it would still garner that. But I don't, I, there's I no don't point to that. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to cover something unless there's new information. And I just, I get burnt. I don't want to get burnt out either. Cause burnt out on YouTube is the last thing I want. Cause I do this again for fun. It's not my, my job, my main career. Or yeah. You make a living outside of this now. Yeah. Yes, I got. I graduated uh, summer of 2019. The welding degree and welding a weld technology degree, which it's weird to think about you doing YouTube outside of like having a career outside of YouTube actually helped your career on YouTube. If you think about it, because yeah. you stopped giving a fuck. I, I did, and I actually, oddly enough, uh, a couple months ago, I had two employers contact me from actual companies in Washington state who are welding companies and wanted me to submit my resume. And I actually just submitted to it, submitted them just a couple weeks ago. And they, they found me through my YouTube channel and they saw the photos I posted online of my welds that I've done. Stop. Really? Like, yeah. Dead serious. They're like, I, I watch your content. I didn't know that you were a welder, but I've seen some of your, your welding stuff that you've done. And I, you look like you would be a great fit for our company. Submit a res- resume. And that's what I did like two weeks ago. I submitted to like three different job locations. Two of the people contacted me and a couple of them are, I'll just say multi-billion dollar companies, like huge aircraft, machines, trucks, all that stuff. Like I was just shocked because they need welders. Welders are in really high demand right now, at least in Washington state. That's so So. strange because usually you would think that you being on YouTube, be like, nope, stay the hell away from my company. Like, I know I need to stay in entertainment because if I go out of entertainment, I'm going to be screwed because anyone who looks me at review tech is up on YouTube with all the shit that's been put about me, even though virtually all of it's not true. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, good I, for I you, man. Saying. Good for you, man. So how did you back to Onision? How did you find out about him getting audited by the IRS and that owing over half a million dollars himself? <laughs> He just put it. He, he put it out there. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what. That's, that's what I don't understand. He accuses me of like stalking him and like getting in his private life, but I've only based on my responses to him based upon things he says and does publicly. That's all I've ever done over the course of the years. Uh, and when the IRS thing happened, like that, the IRS stuff's really private. He made that public. He was like, the IRS is after me. Um, because I, my last house that I had, I used that as a deduction. He used the entire house as a deduction, which you're not supposed to <laughs> I do. I know, I heard that, like, I heard that. I'm in my apartment right now, and all I can deduct for taxes is the size of this room and what I use for my business or making YouTube videos. That's it. The office space. And I can space. deduct video office, games. Yeah, yeah, basically office space and the expenses. If I buy a video game and stream that game, technically that's a deduction. Like, that's a valid deduction, your cameras, equipment, stuff like that. But he didn't just do that he did his entire house he did every car he did engagement rings to his wife he did medical expenses you can't write off medical expenses as a tax deduction um and the the list goes on like he did tons and tons over the course of like four or five years and he blamed it on TurboTax. blame the software right that's 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 the smart way to go he's like it had a green check mark off the every single time i did it so that means it's right 
But like you said in your video, it's gonna it, it, you're just putting in numbers and it's seeing, okay, with these numbers, this matches up, so it's fine. It isn't going, okay, well, if I put my wedding ring <laughs> as a deduction when you list it there, that the IRS isn't going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, no, exactly. And so he got audited. And then what does Onision do? He, 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 he makes everything public. Like, he's always done that. He always talks about things publicly. He's and like DSP. And I just respond to it. So I don't, I don't know what people expect at this point from him. Like, it's nothing surprising, surprising of me anymore of stuff that he says or does. So, Which I'm surprised that is. I mean, that's a lot of money to owe to the IRS. I don't know how he's not facing anything criminal for that because that's tax evasion. That's not. Yeah, it is. It isn't like. It is. Yeah, it isn't like you. Okay, you, you could get audited in ninety nine point nine times out of ten, or nine point nine times out of ten. It's not a big deal to be like, all right, you owe money. There's even times you get audited, and they'll be like, hey, I have an it. accountant of my stuff because it's confusing. I don't understand. Me too. I, I I do my taxes if I have a job, and that's I get that. That's easy. But when it comes to like expensive and deductions, it's out of my. I I pay my accountant like four hundred bucks to just do it all. I'm like, here's what I made. Here's the the things of the, the tax stuff. This is all I made this whole year. I, I put a list in like categories like video games, hardware, computer stuff, my office space, internet bill. That's about it. I put that all together for the whole thing. She deducts off of that, and I usually end up. I have to pay back usually. Yeah, me too. Um, but <laughs> me it's, not, too. it's not that big a deal. I just I just take I just take fifteen percent out of any check I get, any sort of money, and I just put it into a tax folder. So it's yeah, what you do have that. To you'll do. be fine. So with Anision too, since we're on him, when did you find out about all the the sketchy stuff he was doing with underage girls and like what's going on with Kai? How did you get wind of that? Because I don't think he put anything public, at least that I saw about out there about that. Well, the the Kai stuff happened. The only reason the Kai stuff became an issue is when the victims came out about Onision and Kai, like. I didn't really know anything about Kai at all, other than her videos that uh, he he made. Um, nobody really knew anything about Kai. Kai was very always very kind of secretive and very quiet and very bashful, not like Onision at all. Complete different personality, it seemed like, because she was always very, he was always very just quiet about sharing personal stuff, and then Onision was always the person sharing personal information about everybody and releasing text messages and phone conversations and people's phone numbers and all that stuff. Um, it was only uh, I only found out so I made a video called the Kai Files. The uh, cool guy Kai Files. I the, watched the that. cool guy Kai Files. Yeah, um, I was that video did extremely well. I think it's at a million views now. Um, but in large part, that only that video only happened because of what Sarah came out about Kai and the stuff that he was participating in uh, with getting people underage, sending them photos and exchanging photos and flirting with other people. Uh, and trying to bring in a third party into their relationship con- constantly with other girls too. And they were. And I, so I didn't know young. any of that stuff until yeah, I didn't know any of that stuff until Sarah came out and spoke about it publicly. Like we always thought. I always thought a lot of people speculated. I speculate and have my own little conspiracy theories. But unless I have verifiable, like this has actually happened. Here's text messages. Here's photos. Here's pictures of them cuddling, kissing, laying in bed together. Like. That then it's confirmed, you know, like there was a relationship there and she was definitely taking advantage of people who were underage. Wasn't she only like 14 or 15 when she first yeah, started? Was, uh, 14, I think it was 13. She was 13, but then 14 when they really started talking. And oh uh, this crazy thing is like they, Onision and Kai got a NDA 
or not NDA, excuse me, a um, parental guardianship over Sarah before she was 18, as in like parental figures and took advantage of her with parental guardianship. And that's like, that's as I screwed up as you can go. And then on top of that, when she turned 18, took her virginity, forced her to sign an NDA, don't disclose that you did these things with us. Like wow. it's, it's, it's cult like it really is. Didn't, yeah, he didn't, Onision has speaking of cult like didn't he have like a religion didn't he create his own religion yeah Siska 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 yeah it's a it's a weird um that's a weird weird rabbit hole uh I discussed it in the the Onision files I go into some I th- that site is huge that he had and there's a lot of stuff that I could probably make a couple more videos talking about it that I didn't even go into but I just focused on the sex stuff uh because that it's was horrible the really yeah the, the sex stuff and like how he talks about women and like rape and all that stuff is really weird and not normal like he seems to have like an infatuation with like talking about like sexual abuse and stuff and it's it, it weird well the biggest uh, red flag with me was before before any of this kind of blew up where the whole underage girl like and you see chris hansen's now talking to people like i think shiloh and other ones was when he would have like these teenage girls send him photos to judge their appearance Mm-hmm. Uh, hot, thick, or th- thin, thick, or curvy. I think he made a video. And these were they—they they were—they were underage too, weren't they? Weren't they? No, like- no. Uh, there, there's st- there's evidence on his his forms that it went all the way down to age twelve. There's actual a couple photos that I've seen, and I actually gave a bunch of this stuff to Chris Hansen because a lot of it's archived. But like one one was like a twelve. She was at least twelve or thirteen, and like her bedroom with pink and had like little teddy bears and stuff and she's like in a bikini and like in her underwear and like wrote like onision on her like side of her body it was just disgusting like absolutely revolting what the fuck uh, are you doing sit like getting these girls to like it, it, he should have been in trouble ages ago that's insane and he, i don't know i mean he's he's the the part of the, the reason that he even got traction and got younger women influenced and invested into him was due to his constant. So he he made a bunch of videos on body positivity, which I don't really care. If people want to be body positive or whatever size, that's fine, whatever. Um, but it's the way that he always personified himself and talked about like the issues of like we talk about people who are struggling with low self esteem and like if you're a young girl and you feel this about yourself, know that guess what? I accept you and I think you're beautiful and like blah blah blah. Like this kind of focusing on focusing his words in a way that would help younger girls grooming. It sounds who are like struggling grooming. with self esteem issues and like vulnerability issues and maybe not have the best parent rental life, making them feel like somebody wants to look at them and hear what they have to say. Uh, so that's where I think a lot of the appeal started. Uh, and that's, you can easily find like I, my earlier Onision content when I was critiquing him for like rating these young girls bodies, I got hammered by Onision fans. Like how dare you uh, criticize him for rating my body. I put my body out there cause I wanted him to rate, rate my body and give me a scale and he's helped my self esteem and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, if you say so, well, yeah, what your, you, self-esteem, your self-esteem shouldn't be rooted on, a, on a, a guy on the internet rating your body on a scale of 1 to 10. Who can almost I know be you're your young, dad. I know you're impressionable, but that you, you got to find some different alternatives to grow your self-esteem. That's not the way to do it. 
instead of having some guy who's old enough to be your father raiding your body for you. It, it, and now, and now, look at where he is. He's under investigation by the FBI. So it's a it's quite a quite a long story. What happened? I almost forgot to ask you this. I didn't even think of this. What happened now when he brought you to court for? Uh, I guess what was the exact thing that he was had against you that you were stalking him? I know he's a drug. So, so in the in the paperwork, uh, it's cyber stalking, which I guess is a thing in Washington. But I, I've already talked to police. The police don't take that stuff, the cyber stalking, seriously. Like it's it's a the dumbest thing in the world. Cyber stalking. Like what does that even mean? It's like basically making another account and following somebody on another account. That's like what it is. But like, there's no chart. You like charges are like, I, I talked to the, the off police officers about cyber stalking. They're like, yeah, it's not something that's like rarely ever charged. It's very, very lax on specific things. Like if you're hacking into somebody's account and getting personal information, that's different. Um, but he specifically put cyber stalking harassment. And that was it. Cyber stalking and harassment <laughs> and normal stalking, which is weird. So there's cyber stalking, normal stalking, which normal stalking requires me to physically like follow him around. Be there. Yeah. You have to yeah, be like driving be behind I've never been him. around him. I've never been to his house. I know where his house is. Never been to it. Not going to go to it. I've never threatened him. I've never done anything. We've had some email conversations. A couple of them have been civil. Um, I, I see. Told people I- like. He emailed me, and I think it was He thanked September. you for something. Yeah, he thanked me for, like, not posting, because a photo of his kid got leaked, and I'm like, I'm not going to post a photo of his kid on my video. I'm just not going to do that. And he's like, thank you for not including my kid. I'm like, no problem. Like, of course you're not going a to. Months, a couple months later, uh, I get a, the cops find where my parents' new home address is. They leave him a business card. My parents call me. Hey, the cop left you a business card. They want you to call him. I call him. He's like, I have something to deliver to you. And I'm like, okay, what the, I was, I thought this was a whole FBI thing all over again because, Oh shit. I was about to ask, but keep on going. I was going to ask you about that too. I forgot about that. Keep going though. So they come over, hand me, he's like, yeah, you're being served. Uh, so this guy, Gregory or James wants to take you to, uh, hearing for harassment and cyber stalking. And I'm like, and there was like literally like almost no information written on it other than I'm cyber stalking him and harassing him. It was a scare tactic. He just wants you to stop making videos. Yeah, and it didn't work. <laughs> it backfired on him even more. <laughs> you know, and- I go to I go to court. I, I I just the internet the internet can be amazing, man. Because like I started, I made a GoFundMe. It was twenty five hundred dollars for a lawyer, and I I'm just gonna represent myself. I'm gonna have a lawyer represent me because I don't know what's gonna happen. It's a legal issue. So like the the normal thing everybody should do, even for like a traffic ticket, if you don't want have a lawyer to go on, I just get a lawyer. It really is. They're very helpful. Uh, he dismissed his own case against himself. He had the wrong Chris Hansen served to begin with, so it wouldn't have been th- gone through anyway. Um, and dismissed mine, and it was really, really short. Like it was very anticlimactic. Uh, I come home, I open a GoFundMe, say I need twenty five hundred dollars. Um, yeah, and how much did you raise? I, it was and well I wasn't beyond even, that. I wasn't even gonna. I wasn't even gonna make a GoFundMe, but people wanted. They, they people were begging me to make one. Like literally begging me. I'm like, fine. You guys want me? I was gonna pay out of my own pocket. It's like whatever. Not that big a deal. It's annoying, but I opened it. Bang. Twenty five hundred dollars turned into twenty two thousand. So That's- ten times that amount that I asked for. And people kept donating, even though I I met the the deadline in literally like an hour. 
when I posted that. I met the deadline. An hour and a half. You said it broke up for a second. Hour and a half. Uh, yeah, an hour and a half into when I created that GoFundMe, I hit the goal. And oh. two weeks after that, people kept donating. Because and they I, don't I want to see you get fucked by him. That's why. And they know what well, he's I've doing is a scare. by him over and over and over and over again. I, I think of all the people on YouTube, I have been copy-struck more by him than any other creator, hands down. Hands fucking down. Like strikes, not just claims? No, copyright strikes. He, so how he, he claims my video. Obviously, I'm not going to let him claim the video because that takes the revenue away from it. So I counter, I counter the appeal. He tells me again, it, YouTube's stupid. I hate how YouTube works. I counter the appeal. Uh, it goes back to him. He basically has an option to accept the appeal of, of mine or deny it. And if he, deny, if he denies the appeal... Then I have to appeal a second time in which I will be issued a copyright strike. How did you and get her? Obviously, you got around those, though, because then your channel would have been shut down. How did you do that? No, I, I, I did one video at a time. <laughs> I've literally out of my 55 videos that I've uploaded. At least half of them. And it's been an ongoing process the last several years because it, it so when the video gets removed, uh, it's down for, for I think fifteen to twenty days, and then he has to he has to submit a court order to YouTube to keep the video from being restored. He's never done that. He can't. The video gets restored. Yeah, you can't. The video gets restored. So every video fi- that he's removed of, has been restored. Half of the fifty five videos you've done on him have been struck down. Yes, and they're all wow. back online. Wow! And every single one is he's never had. Holy shit! Yeah, he's man. never been able to keep them off. Um, yeah, it's it's. And now, and now, I, I, what I, at least this last year, I've been trying to counteract that. I, um, I have just been using his audio and no visuals, which has been fine. I haven't been a copy. Um, my newer content on him hasn't been struck at all because I'm just using his voice and I'm not actually showing him visually and I'm not using clips of him. Just, I'm just using audio. And apparently, he's tried to, he tried to copyright strike a couple of my newer videos I made on him by using his voice. And I got a notification from YouTube saying that it didn't go through. Someone filed because you get a you get a notification from YouTube. Somebody filed a copyright strike on you, and then YouTube says, "But we didn't find enough information to take it down." So, well, at that point, now I just po- use audio. Now again, it goes back to I don't understand why he's not getting in more trouble for that because if you're he's obviously abusing the copyright system. He's 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 false flagging. Yeah, but YouTube. Okay, this is how YouTube because YouTube has really no say in copyright. They really don't. They're kind of they they have their copyright area of like filing copyright strikes because they have to do that legally. It's a legal thing every site has to do. Facebook it's a safe has harbor. It. It's a safe yeah, harbor. It's a safe harboring for like copyright strike and infringing content. Uh, Facebook works the same way. Like you you submit a copyright strike, it goes through this automatic process. Um, YouTube really doesn't have a say on whether a video is violating copyright or not. They really don't. It's an automatic system that they have to incorporate for le- legal reasons. But you, um, you would think, though, okay, they, they have they have this thing where, hey, we're, we're hands off, but you would think if someone's abusing it and is a proven abuser of the system, which I think it's safe to say that Onision is, that then they could step in and do something. But I don't know. I guess not. You know, it's really frustrating. They, I think they could, but they don't want to. That's the thing. They don't have to. That's another thing. They don't have to because legally, it, it, I get the notification. Uh, he gets an email saying that he has to submit a court order. And at that point, it's outside of YouTube. Like he has to go to a court and get an issue signed, and then submit it to YouTube, and then YouTube will take that seriously. But that doesn't happen. It's never happened. I don't think it's never happened on YouTube ever. 
even like the H three H three when he got sued by that other YouTuber, uh, there was no, from what I understand, there was no court order to take the vi- to keep the video off that I know of. Okay, it, that's why it was restored. But he was still mad and still wanted to sue him. It's such went a... after it and he and he lost. Cost fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars, but he lost. That it's such a shitty system that they got set up for all over fair use. Like man, it's it's ridiculous. What I almost I almost forgot about this, and I want you had the feds come to your door one time a long time ago, didn't you? Yeah, over Anita Sarkeesian. What the <laughs> hell happened with that? Uh, basically, somebody. So I've made a quite a lot of videos on Anita Sarkeesian. So I think I, I need to make a new one. Yeah, I know we both have. I was I I've made a response to every. So she had her tropes versus video game series, and I made a response video to every single one of those videos because they're all like fucking ridiculous. Response. Yeah, they are ridiculous. They're horrible. They're misinformed. There's misinformation. It's skewed. She's presenting things falsely to push a narrative, and I have an issue with that. It doesn't matter if you're a feminist or not. Um, and I res- I did all my response stuff to her, and somebody sent. I guess she was speaking at. A, I think it was a university in Ohio or Colorado. I don't remember what state. Somebody sent a letter to the university threatening to blow up the university because Anita Sarkeesian was, spe- Anita Sarkeesian was speaking at the conference at the university. And they signed my legal name, Mr. Repsion, and then signed it Daniel Solzbach. So naturally, obviously, whether I'm guilty of something like that or not, the FBI has to come out and talk to me. Like, they have to. Like, it's, it's, it's a liability if they don't, you know? Of course. Uh, so you they, must have shit yourself. I, I did because I was like, honestly, what went through my mind is like, oh my gosh, all those illegal movies I downloaded. Is, <laughs> is this really coming back? Is this coming back to bite me? LimeWire, all the, all <laughs> the, the legal iTunes and stuff and music I used to download in like the days. Seven. That, that's what was going through my mind. Like, oh shit, my dad was right. <laughs> but no, they're, 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 they're really nice. Uh, I'll say personally, you would never know that they work for the FBI because they look like normal civilians, like 100%. They're norm- wearing normal casual clothes. I open the door. They literally say, hey, we're so-and-so from the FBI. They pull out their, their ba- pocket badge, like an actual the movies. Very, very accurate. Like, we're from the Bureau. We'd like to ask you a few questions about this incident. And I explained it to them. Gave them my business card. Uh, they were very. They they were. I was. It was pretty sure that they they knew that I wasn't. I didn't do that. I'm like, yeah. I make YouTube videos. I have a bunch of people who watch me. I've been critical of this person before. They basically asked me some questions. Like, I guess um, the person that same person also sent Anita some like really graphic, sexually explicit things too, and like emails, and then signed it with my name. And they they read those things off to me and like, did you say these things? I'm like, no, I did not. Uh, and they're like, well, so if you have any if you out. have any idea of who this might be, give us some names. Here's our card, and they left. Wow. Like, and, wow. and that and that's it's amazing how having an opinion on YouTube. It's kind of the reason why I well now I'm doing these podcasts, so I'm refucking myself. But it's amazing how having any kind of opinion, whether it be political or on a person who's in the public eye creates these diehards that are psychos you know i don't know if it, unless it was just an elaborate troll but it was probably someone who was pissed off at what you were saying about anita Sarkeesian. i would have to imagine because i mean making a bomb threat to blow somebody up in a university kill a bunch of people is a pretty serious thing yeah it, it had to be someone <laughs> i don't really i don't consider that a, i don't consider that trolling <laughs> it's you've been around doing this long enough enough as i have it's amazing 
to see how much time people have to hate another person who they have never met before in their entire fucking life. Doesn't does that bother? Absolutely. Like what? It bothers me. Of course it does. But that's just how that's part of the internet culture. There's really no way to change that. I get told all the time I have like a punchable face. People don't like me. They hate me. And I ask like, why do you hate me so much? It's like the way that you look, the way that the way that you talk. The way that you the way that you have that smugness or smirk on your face. I'm like, okay, like that's that's really all you have to really not like me for. Like, do you actually have some real grievances with me? Or can you actually give me some legitimate criticism other than just saying that I have a punchable face and I have a whiny voice? Well, I've had people like, say uh, that I've had people say that they were disappointed that I lost weight in the comment section because they were hoping I was going to have a heart attack. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what it's like. It, it's it, the it's, people are what a mean thing to say, you know. So we'll end with this. What do you see yourself doing with YouTube? Do you see yourself doing the same thing? Are you going to try to branch out and do something different? What do you? What are your plans so, now? Because you've blown up out of nowhere. I'm pretty set on this X Files series that segment that I started, mm-hmm. um, and I started. I start, it was kind of crazy. I started the my X Files segment like in 2018, and it wasn't on Onision. The first video was not on Onision. It was on a person called Joy Sparkles on YouTube. I know that. Uh, that was my uh, th- yeah. She was kind of a uh, talking about Onision a lot a couple years back. Um, but that was the start of my X Files series, and people loved it. It took a lot of time, a lot of work. Um, but it paid off because now I've, I'm expanding basically my X-Files series into – in the next few months, it's going to stem from people off of YouTube to actual like some actual people, uh, celebrities and stuff. And I'm going to dive into Scientology, which I'm a bit nervous about. Um, <laughs> I would be too, but do, I would – The Scientology Files, that's what it's going to be. But it's basically going to be like a, a, a educational piece on how Scientology got started – and some of the problems that I think are with Scientology. And I'm going to be using, like, celebrities and, like, I actually have the book of Scientology. I'm going to be going through it and, like, piece by piece. Not dissecting it, but, like, pointing out fundamental problems for why it doesn't make sense. You it's know? a cult. It's a cult like any other. It, it is a cult. And why I think it's dangerous for people to believe in. I feel that way with a lot of religions, obviously, not just Scientology. Uh, but I want to expand the X-Files beyond just youtube personalities because that's all it's been so far has just been people on youtube and i want to expand that past that um what's the guy who loves who's nickelodeon likes girls feet he's like oh kind of, the producer i forgot his damn name right yeah, now yeah yeah that producer guy i'm making a video on him and like it's i'm getting into this territory where i'm getting kind of nervous because i'm dealing with high profile people like Scientology have a and black like van outside of your house in the middle of the night and stuff that have been done horrible, horrible things. Uh, and I want to get into that. I want to make X files, not just YouTube personalities, but I also want to make it educational. Uh, I want to make a video on like the Bermuda triangle, you know, all the, all the mystic stuff that goes around that whole area. I want to dive into that and like make an educational piece on what actually happens in the Bermuda. Why do these theories about this area exist so much? There had to be something that happened for the theory to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I love that type of stuff. Uh, it's not, I don't, I don't want to, my stuff isn't, I don't want to make my x file into conspiracy shit. It's not like that. Like, I want to make things that are educational, entertaining, but also present information that can be helpful to people, to the public, to stay away from a particular person, a religion, a cult, or whatever, you know? And not get hurt or harmed. You don't want your X Files series to go down the Alex Jones rabbit hole, is what you're saying? No, no, of course not. Yeah, it's, it's, 
talking about turning I frogs I, gay. I think I've done a really damn good job with my X-Files series, and I don't really run off of gossip or rumor. Um, I have said allegedly a few times, um, but even with the alleged things that I have said, there's evidence to support that it's actually real, it's like paperwork and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I try to make my X-Files series as accurate and informational as possible. And that's why I think it's also why I think it's kind of blown up and why people my next X-Files video is because it's reliable and I want to make it reliable. I haven't fucked up yet in terms of mistake. I mean, that I, maybe I will in the future. I'm, I'm sure you will. You're human. Myself, and, 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 yeah, you're going, trust me, point, you're going to. But yeah, and the other thing I want to do for my channel with the X-Files stuff is I, I can't do it now, but I want to make welding videos on how I want to teach people how to weld. I have a degree in welding. I did two and a half years of it. I got almost four certifications out of it. So I'm certified by Washington state and the testing that you do is extremely extensive. It's not easy. It's not cheap and it's really hard. And you go through it in a vigorous testing thing. Like your metals bent on these high hydraulic presses. They're bent they're x-rayed. They're looked through like a machine to make sure that it's like infrastructurally strong and all that shit. And I, I want to teach people how to weld. I really do for free. And that, um, that would but, be huge because I'm sure a oh, lot of people would, would need and that there's knowledge. There's no channel at my size that has done that yet, and I want, I will do it. I just I'm stuck in an apartment. It's expensive apartment. I don't make enough right now to buy my own house. Like I don't have enough saved. I mean, in the next five years, I'd like to have my own home with a, maybe an acre of land and have my own shed and literally start making welding videos on top of what I'm doing for fun. The X-Files and welding stuff. Like, education. Educating people is fun. The best thing to do with education is be entertaining with that. It's And that's a, that'll, that'll be great, man. And it'll expand. And those will be evergreen videos that will they'll get a lot of traction to and last a while. It won't just be something mm-hmm. that's a flash in the pan. And it's, it's permanent education. Like, you, you learn the concept of welding. It's permanently set. You know how to weld. Uh, it's just more hands-on stuff, and I, I have hands-on experience that I can show people that stuff. And there's always going to be a need for welders, too. It doesn't matter. Always, yeah. Plumbers, electricians, construction workers, you have to have electricity. With electricity, you have to have welds. Made. Every car has welds. All the big machines that weld car pieces together, guess what? Those are a robotic arm. Somebody has to program those robotic arms to do that. It can't all be ta- can come in. It can't all be taken over by robots. That's something no, that you it know. Well, not we will always have to have physical people to do physical jobs because you need a brain. That's why, that's why in Washington State, septic workers, you know, big septic systems, yeah, or like bowel movements. It's it's a huge market. The people who are septic workers here make literally like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year. Other home little business because they they ex they got certified to understand how septic systems work. A lot of places around Washington have land that are not connected to cities and stuff. You you make tons of money because it's in demand. And they should make tons of money because if you ever he- smell when someone's clearing out a septic system, yeah, holy yeah, shit. Yeah. My old house used to have one. It's a lot of work, but if you know what you're doing, smell pays. Is- smell is so bad shit literally pays well but man the whole block smells like asshole for like like 24 hours after they clear one out there's one other thing i want to ask you and i i keep on saying i forget like i had this whole list in my head oh no you're good you're good what do you think of j station i watched a part of your video what do you think youtube should do with them 
how is he even making money off okay, of it? Well, because I'll let you go. I'm not a. I'm gonna. I'm not a fan of deplatforming people. I'll just say that. Like, I'm not either. People, I'm really not. Um, that's why I, you don't see. I don't. You don't see me say things like I hope this person gets deplatformed or banned or whatever. I think. Well, one of the good things is Jay Station's channel, main channel, is no longer monetized. So that is a good thing. I think that's good. He doesn't make he that doesn't have ads on his video. I thought that that's been a thing for a while. That just happened. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't I know don't either because that's why I didn't make a video on it because I didn't wasn't sure because he makes content that could kind of I could see it just being demonetized. But no, then how- it, it is demonetized, hundred percent. Like YouTube even says and emphasizes specifically, like no misleading people is going to be demonetized instantly. No misleading titles, thumbnails, and stuff like Which that. Which he does all of that. Yeah, it's all of that. And I don't, I've looked, I watched a bunch of it. I skimmed through a bunch of content. I never saw any sponsors he's done or anything. So I don't get it. Um, what the hell is, how the hell is he? So many, he gets so many views though. That's what I don't get. Like he gets a lot of views for content that is like demonetized and I don't know. I guess primarily all kids watch him. That's the majority of his audience from what I've been told. Has to be. Um, I don't, I think, I think he should be on YouTube. I don't think he should be deplatformed like as in banned. Um, YouTube's already done what they, they can do. They've removed his monetization. And I think that's a good step. Um, at the end of the day, I think, I mean, from what I looked at, he's not currently charged with anything, but he has a warrant out for his arrest. Okay. He was arrested by the police. He was in jail for a few days and apparently he's out now. Um, and that's all I know. Yeah, it's so. Now I kind of I'm anti deplatforming too. The reason why I've kind of made an exception with him is I feel he's the kind of person who could bring on another adpocalypse. But then on the flip side, if he's not monetized and he can't bring on another adpocalypse, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't honestly. I I see people talking about this adpocalypse 3.0. I don't think that's gonna. You don't think I it's don't. gonna happen? I don't, I don't think. I mean, I could be proven wrong in the long. Then. Uh, just because of how how insane like demonetization is now with YouTube, it's and how, ridiculous, man. I know this. I, I know think, this. I don't think it can get any worse. I mean, I could bite my ass in the next six months. I don't know, but I don't think it can get any more restrictive than what they've already done. I really don't. I hope not, because I'm dealing with it. I guarantee you, this episode because of what we talked about will be demonetized. My episode yesterday with uh, Camelot got demonetized i think i think it's manually reviewed at this point too so it is what it is all right man thank you so much for coming on it's been awesome yeah, i know we've been course. back and forth like I, I my daughter is still sick with the flu so uh oh i hope she feels better it's she's a, a nasty she, flu season right now it is man oh my she just got it she's actually but we, she's already like you wouldn't even know she was sick this is why i'm, I'm pro vaccine but we won't get into that right now <laughs> Thank you so much, man, for coming through. Guys, this is episode six of the Exposed Podcast. Thank you. You want to shout out to you? You have a Twitch or anything like that? Too? I know you have Twitch, right? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Repsion. Uh, DD Soulsbach is my Twitter, and it's Repsion for YouTube. Okay. I'll have that in the description, too. Thank you so much for coming through, right. and I'll see yeah, you thank guys. thank you. And I'll see you guys on the next Exposed. episode of Exposed. 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 Exposed.